Hey, this is Glenn. Welcome to another episode of Other Moods, the podcast about introspection, observation, spirituality, culture, reality, everything and all. So there's a lot going on in the news lately, uh, from the tech world to politics, but everything sort of sort of intertwined when it comes to this culture and life. So, of course, there's the ongoing soap opera of Twitter. Elon Musk purchased Twitter for $44 billion, and he's in the midst of reshaping the company, uh, apparently trying to make it profitable because of there's a lot of debt on the company, probably like a billion dollars in interest, so there's a lot going on. He's making these changes, and this it's a very chaotic place, Twitter. It was all, well, it was chaotic before, now it's even more chaotic. And look, Twitter has been thought of and perceived by many as a public square, a place where the world sort of talks to each other and where everyone from activists to to companies to individuals, everyone kind of can, their voice can be heard. Like anyone can go viral. And so it's been this, it's been a huge part of just our culture, uh, from, from politics and entertainment uh, to just everything you can think of. And of course, this, say, soap opera that's been going on with Elon Musk's takeover, uh, it's been quite interesting to observe and watch what's happening. And some people think Twitter is just, is just going down the drain and, or it's, it, it's burning down in flames. Some people think that he'll be successful in turning it around. Now, I happen to think that it would actually be healthy for us if Twitter, not that it, not if it went away, but if it became diminished. Now, Twitter has done a lot of good things and connected people, and I've, you know, really interacted and connected with some really cool people over the years, but I think it's done a lot of damage to us. I think these algorithms of of engagement, which really just sort of promote and amplify conflict. And I think it has had a, a really negative impact and influence on society. Not completely. Like I said, there's some positivity there. And it'd be nice if we could sort of amplify and boost the positive aspects. But I think the negativity is what drives really the attention, and the attention is what drives sort of the economics, really. But throughout this whole sort of saga that's been going on with the Twitter takeover, I've been thinking about the biblical story of the Tower of Babel. From the book of Genesis, uh, this story tells us why human beings have so many different languages. I remember as a kid reading this and just being fascinated by one of my favorite biblical stories. Well, the story goes that the human race, everyone spoke the same language, and they, they were united, and they decided to build this tower, this structure, uh, to, up to the heavens, sort of as a, I guess maybe a celebration or affirmation of this their unity and their power, and God was like, you guys are doing too much. There's too, there's too much unity going on. So I got to break it up. So everyone's going to have a different language. Everyone's, and there's going to be even more conflict. Now, why would the Lord do this? You know, hey, this, it's another question for another podcast. But those really always are very interesting. Uh, 
and I, I kind of, like I said, I've been thinking about the Tower of Babel story when it comes to Twitter because I do think that sort of there there has been a sort of a unified language in social media, but I think it's veered towards something something very messy and something very sort of counterproductive to a healthy society. And we can, you know, and this isn't even about so-called, like, cancel culture, which I said in the episode a season ago, I think, that I think there's a lot of gaslighting when it comes to that term. Uh, I think what some people call cancel culture is just being called out. But, of course, there are times when people are sort of, there's an overreaction to to comment in people, and there's a tendency to be like, there should be some penalty just because someone didn't say exactly what I wanted them to say or do, even if it was nothing quite egregious, I think, in, in most people's eyes. So I think it'd be healthy if there was sort of a splintering or people just went back to some of their respective corners of the internet. Not saying that it shouldn't be a Twitter, that it shouldn't be some, some place where, hey, you can go and not only catch the latest news from the from a media company or media source, but also... Uh, Talk to some people about your favorite movie or, your, or sort of the communal aspect of sort of on the hashtag watching a TV show together or some other program. I think those things are really good. But Twitter being diminished or having or, or, or having, you know, have less of an influence, I think would be healthy for us. So that's just, but like I said, there's a lot of chaos around this. Now, staying in the tech world, crypto chaos. There's this big, huge scandal that's developing with uh, FTX, which is, was a crypto exchange, which suddenly is like, it's going belly, going belly up, right? And uh, the person behind the same bankman Reed, young guy with, a, you know, big hair, sort of a media darling in those circles, sort of anointed as a genius. Turns out he may not be much of a genius. Well, maybe a genius in sort of pulling the wool over people's eyes or just sort of getting the one up on people. Because it seems things aren't what they are. Things, things weren't what they seemed with this guy. And now there are billions of dollars missing. There are allegations of, of all kinds of impropriety. And of course, this has been sort of an ongoing thing in the, in the world of crypto, where these sort of these booms and busts and, and, and allegations of fraud and this irresponsibility. And some people who dis, dismiss crypto completely. Some people who say, no, no, this is, these are just bad actors. And some people say, no, it's only Bitcoins and only really good crypto and everything else is just. So you have all these different factions and stuff. But a lot of people. Have lost money or losing money, and a lot of people bet really big. And you've you seen this. Uh, I think early this year, people you have people who who borrow money to to put into a speculative investment, and so there's this exuberance that people just went overboard. But why would they do this? Because it's the fear of missing out, right? It's the fear of I don't I don't want to get left. I don't want to see other people getting money and I don't jump in and get money. 
which is which is a thing. Look, m- m- my disclosure is, I I think I only I purchased like maybe ten dollars worth of crypto a couple of years ago, no like twenty dollars, and then like it it this was the time when crypto was going up. So like a few months later, yeah, I like sold it because I was kind of broke and needed somebody. So it was only like maybe less than a hundred dollars, but still going from ten to like less than a hundred dollars and. You know, a couple of months was was a pretty cool thing. But I think a lot of people just, the fear of missing out and the fear of, I don't want to get caught. Because look, there's a lot of people who, who, who missed the initial crypto, you know, when Bitcoin first hit. And I'm one of those people like, oh man, if I would have just bought some crypto 10 years ago. So everyone's always that. And also people, look, let's face it, people love a get rich quick scheme. People love the idea of I just put a little bit of money and I get a quick and big return. But why are people able to get away with sort of promoting this? Well, there's this whole thing of the genius, right? This guy was considered a genius, right? He was in interviews. He, he was with celebrities. And so people had this idea. This guy must know something. He has, he, he has some kind of special intelligence, some special wisdom. And it's very easy to fall that, right? It's very easy to be like, oh, this person knows something that I don't know. And I can benefit from their wisdom. We all like the idea of that, I think. Even if, you know, there should be a closer look. There should be more sort of skepticism, healthy skepticism uh, about these things. But I think... Sort of, we, you know, people bought into our hype. And also, I think people, sincerely, people want to live better lives. We've seen this, especially with the pandemic. People are like, I want to live a better life. Meaning, yes, I want to have my needs met financially, but I also want to spend more time either hanging with my family and loved ones or my hobbies or just doing nothing or traveling or whatever. And I think a lot of people saw crypto as a way, hey, I can live my best life now because I can put a little money in and it, it'll keep going up. Now, of course, you know, this happens with almost every type of situation from Ponzi schemes and multi-level marketing and pyramid schemes. Because people are so eager. Because no one wants to miss out. And it, and 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 it's unfortunate, but it's also like sometimes you you scratch your head. You like how could people, how could people be so foolish? And you hear about people putting their life savings in one particular thing. I mean, it's like the equivalent of like you get paid and you take your whole paycheck and you go down to the gas station or to the the, the corner store, and you and you and you buy lotto tickets and scratch off tickets. You use your whole paycheck. Or you use half your paycheck. Because you're hoping that, you know, you, you'll win and then you, you you have the money to pay your rent and buy food. But the likelihood is you might not win. So this is sort of the... But people don't really think like that. People think, I got to get in because they see other people get it in and get it out. And, and, and get in money. And look, people want their needs met. You know, money... Look, money, money is a tricky thing because, look, you know the saying, you know the, the, the verse, the, the root, the love of money is the root of all evil. 
Now, some people confuse and say money is the root of all evil, but it's actually the love of money is the root, is the root of all evil. But why do people love money? Because they love what money can do for them. They love sort of the status that they can have if people think of them as having money. So it's very easy for people to get sort of caught up in these sort of irrational behavior, behaviors. And it's, and it's just another aspect of sort of this sort of this culture of chaos that we are, are living in, which is not exclusive to our generation. You know, this is this happens. You can look throughout time, throughout even recent history, where people just get caught up in these things, either politically, uh, you know, financially. Now, of course, we just had the midterm elections, and. It turns out a lot of the posters, a lot of the professional media pundits got it wrong. Now, why did they get it wrong? Did they just have the wrong information? Or did they sort of buy into a sort of a preconceived narrative and they didn't want to let go of the narrative? And look, it goes without saying that. we are, The state of our national politics here in the United States is very chaotic. And there's other places where it's chaotic too, from the, the UK to, you know, other places you can think of. But here in the United States, we, 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 we've been living uh, in this cloud of chaos when it comes to politics for quite a few years now. And so, and 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 once again, the pundits and the, the official posters seem to get it wrong. In fact, I can't even say seem; they got it wrong. They were wrong, and this seems to happen on a regular basis. Now, why are they wrong? It, it, they can't let go of these notions that they have, these narratives that they feel like this is the story that I want to tell. This is the most interesting story, so they try to stick to that story. I'm not implying malice or ill will or anything. I'm just saying people have an idea of where they think something is, where a story is going or how something is supposed to happen. So they, they can't, they can't diverge from that. Even if a closer look at the facts say something different. Because it's almost too chaotic. It's almost too crazy to say, oh, wait a second. This isn't happening like I thought it would be. Maybe something else is happening. And of course, when you talk about the sort of mass media, there's money and there's, like I said, attraction, eyeballs and engagement, which is at the root of a lot of these sort of issues when it comes to social media and in the regular mainstream media. And even with people sort of hawking financial instruments, it's all about engagement. You have people saying, you need to get this now. You need to buy in right now. So I think healthy skepticism is necessary. Like I said before, I think culturally we we sort of we've sort of intertwined into this language of I don't even know how to explain it. It's very difficult to explain. But we've sort of this sort of so this this back and forth that we are constantly in, so we sort of re- reactions and conflict. 
Now, this isn't new, but it's something that is really boosted by social media. Then it's picked up by the the mainstream mass media, and and then it becomes sort of the story, or at least becomes a narrative that that, that is dominant. Sometimes it's not the whole story because there's a bunch of people out there who are like, hey, I don't know what's going on. I'm not even following the news. I'm not even on Twitter or TikTok. But see, this is why I think you need to be centered in something. You you need when when all these things are happening around you, you need to have a place. Uh it could be a literal place or it could be a place internally but you need to have a place where you can just sit down in the calm of these storms and think and sometimes not even think just be just be like okay this this is it because it's so easy to get wrapped up in narratives and stories and conflicts and you should do this and you should do that you don't want to miss out this is crazy you should feel this way you should feel that way So we need to empower ourselves to just keep calm and, and, and sort of look at things objectively with a rational eye and be like, is this really the thing? That's what I think is necessary uh, for a healthy society, a healthy country, for, for healthy people. You can't really have a healthy culture without healthy people. Mentally, emotionally, yes, spiritually. So I know I think I've said everything I need to say. And you can, in the podcast notes, you can, uh, you know, find the contact. If you want to email me, if you want to support the podcast, you can do that too. Uh, Thank you for listening to Other Moods. Take care of yourself.